queer life in Montreal was wild. Montreal in the 90s was a great time, but it had a dark side. It was not a safe city for gay people back then. But what else was behind a series of deaths in the city? Somebody's killing gay men. We want to know why. I'm Francis Plourde, and this is The Village, The Montreal Murders. Get early access to episodes at cbc.ca slash listen or by subscribing to the CBC True Crime Premium channel on Apple Podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is my toy, a grogger. He can make noise. That's a small Pikachu, this is a medium, and this is a big one. And this is my rabbit. It's a game of show-and-tell with two brothers. Tim is seven, Mark is 11 years old, and the boys are bouncing around the living room of their tidy Winnipeg apartment. A plastic Christmas tree still twinkles at one end of the couch, and a pile of board games and books anchors the other. They learn English very fast, and they teach us at home, (laughs) me and my mom. So they are our teachers. Marina Olieshko and her two sons and her mother, Nila, made the difficult decision to leave Ukraine soon after the Russian invasion in 2022. A local church and a host family sponsored them to come to Winnipeg. One family member who did not make the journey was Marina's husband. Under martial law, most men under the age of 60 have to stay in Ukraine. Alexei is a minister and now volunteers with the war effort. He helps people with humanitarian aid so he helps with food and clothes because it's it's so expensive now in Ukraine it's terrible situation many victims many ruins my husband lives at the church now it's more safe when rockets or bombs fly it's so dangerous Their sons are aware of the danger back home, and they want to stay in Canada. Marina and her mom are doing what they can, learning the language, working at a local thrift store to pay the bills, and their host family and the Ukrainian community here still help out as well. My children know it's a difficult time for us, and one day I cry, another day I smile, then again cry, then again smile, Sometimes I feel like weakness in my body and um, I am very tired, but, but I know we need to keep going and keep praying. And I tell myself, Marina, don't give up. Keep going. Marina plans to apply for permanent residency here with hopes that her husband will someday join them in Winnipeg. Manitoba has welcomed more than 20,000 Ukrainians fleeing the war, the most of any province of its size. As we near the two-year mark of the war, I'm joined by two recent newcomers to Winnipeg. Olha Kushnerik came to Winnipeg in June of last year. She teaches chemistry part-time at the University of Manitoba. And Kastrina Rodinantz works as a settlement coordinator with the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress in Manitoba. She arrived in Winnipeg in March of last year, and they are both in our Winnipeg studio. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Good morning. Christina, when you listen to Marina and her family, what goes through your mind? I have so, like, a lot of empathy for Marina. Yes, we have bad days, we are crying, then we just feel, uh, like, happy, but 
we are human and in my family it's like the same situation like my uncle he's now in the front line and i know how his wife feels we are together and um, we have to do everything like who will do it like if not us mm, who will do it but not yeah. us well how what about for you does that sound familiar what you just heard Yes, it's familiar and I know that it's very difficult time for all Ukrainians. Uh, for all Ukrainians, uh, it doesn't matter whether they in Ukraine or abroad. We have to keep um together and we have to just support each other and do everything we can for our victory. What was it like Olha when you first came to Winnipeg? You arrived as I said in June of last year. Yeah. It was a hard decision for me to leave Ukraine, to leave all my family, my friends. I decided that it's better to help um, my country from abroad than to be in Ukraine and to be under the missile attack. So I decided to move and to um, donate to help from abroad. Did you know Canada. anybody in Winnipeg? No. No, not no. at all. Yes. So how did you find support? How did you find a place to stay, for example? First, I appreciate the government of Canada, government of Manitoba, that they provided us with a hotel for 30 days. So in that hotel, I met a lot of Ukrainians that came at the same time as me. And then I met a lot of people and support in church. And I appreciate them for that. It was important to um, meet somebody who is from Ukraine, who has Ukraine in um, his heart mm. and uh, who can just support because he understands uh, what we feel. What about for you, Christina? You came in March of last year. What was that like? I didn't want to to move until the situation like was worse. But we were suffering, and people now are suffering with a lot of measles attacks, air raid attacks, mm -hmm. and children now have to and teachers have to conduct the lesson in at the basement. And it was really when you just wake up at 4 a.m. and you have to go to the basement or to the bathroom and hide there. Another reason was um, huge attacks to our critical infrastructure. It were totally blackouts. So we were without internet, without data, without heating, without light. And we had maybe the light like for two hours per day. It was really like a disaster. And That's why it like was my final decision to move mm. because in this situation I cannot earn money I cannot support our uh, defenders I cannot be useful like I even cannot like cre create cook buns for our military because oven it's not working without electri electricity mm. That's a lot and you can understand mm -hmm. we met many 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 people yeah. um, who were fleeing the country in the weeks after the war when you got to canada what was the biggest challenge that you faced uh, oh really i i'm so lucky i'm so happy because here i had uh, acquaintances they just met me at the airport and they like moved before They are also newcomers and they just like showed me like all the procedure. But the huge challenge for me that was that I was totally alone without my family, without my friends. And I had to handle all the situations alone. Of course, my friends helped me, but you also cannot share all of your inner thoughts. And it's new culture. It's new country. But I'm so lucky to have 
have such great people in my life. My friends, they met me, and now it's maybe interesting story for you. Uh, we after that we start dating, oh. and I'm engaged. Hey, congratulations! <laughs> yeah, thank you. And yeah, it's really great story because we knew each other all our lives, but start dating in Canada in friendly Manitoba, and now we are engaged. You're smiling when you're talking <laughs> yeah. about this. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. You come out of something really difficult, and suddenly there's there's something beautiful in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, like every our life, we can find something really difficult, challenging for us, mm. and we can find also the rainbow. It depends on our attention. When you give your attention to beautiful, you start like producing beautiful things and do something better. Olha, for you, I mean, you you talked about the community that you found in the church. Um, yeah. When you leave a different country and you start over, what was what was the most difficult thing for you? The most difficult thing is to be a part of my family, of my um, relatives, friends in Ukraine, uh, to uh, to feel scary about their lives because they stayed under missile attacks in Ukraine. I think I'm I'm very lucky that I met a lot of good friends here and uh, people who helped me, who supported me, who um, understand what I'm feeling and uh, what I need. What is it that you're feeling as this war continues? For many people, war, it's like something that is so far from you. But for Ukrainians, it's something that that is our reality. And we live with this feeling every day. We wake up reading news, what happened in Ukraine. We um, go to sleep reading news. Is that what you do? You wake up and you read the news immediately? Yes, I read news immediately. I want to know what is happening. It's very hard. How do you keep your spirits up? Knowing you're not there, but people that you know and that you love are there. Uh, we should do this. We should do, otherwise uh, we will die. So we have to keep our spirit. We have to believe in our victory. We have to do everything we can to to make our victory. Christina, what about for you? You said that you have an uncle that's on the front line. Is that right? Yeah. And so uh, how, how closely do you follow what's happening? First of all, I want to say that Yes, we are lucky. We are in like in safe country in Canada, but we really like feel this guilty. I'm here. I'm in safe place, but now my family, my relatives, they under missiles. You feel guilty and about that sometimes, and it's really kind of hard and you have to handle it every day and i have like the mobile app with the air raid alarms and even at night i didn't turn off this app and even at night i know that is air raid alarm in my region and i just text my mom i text my i call my brother and i say how are you guys you still you, st- you still have the app on your yes, phone even in yes. winnipeg even in winnipeg so it goes off if there's a, a yeah. an air raid back home that yeah. you hear that alarm Yes, whatever it yeah. is, that noise yeah. on your phone. Yeah, and I have to know, and also I have two uncles. They are at the front line. One of them was in Bakhmut, and I'm really proud of them. And my father is a priest, and uh, three weeks ago, he was also at the front line in the Slovyansk, Kharkiv. He helped our defenders, our brave military guys to pray. Like, he had conversations with them. Also, he and volunteers, like, we really like country of volunteers they just bought the car and drones and food items some supplies and it's really we can 
help with ammunition with this, but we cannot like give the warranty for the life of our relatives mm. of our people, and maybe it's the most painful, but maybe this pain gives us energy to to fight yeah you're in a new city now, and um I just wonder what do you love about Winnipeg? Oh, I love in Winnipeg. So like some people can say it's not like so um like um great city like not so much skyscrapers etc. But I love Winnipeg. You you can you can find beautiful things in everywhere. So Winnipeg is a great city with a huge history. It's really home for a thousand of immigrants from all over the world. Mm. And I like the spirit. I like the streets. I like to watch documentary movies about Manitoba, about this field, the bisons, and yeah. You sound you sound like a Manitoban. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Ahola? What, what what do you what do you love about the city that you're in now? I like to meet new people and and to feel life here, to meet Canadians, to talk to them too. I'm in a good place, safe place, and I feel myself here as at home. I'm I'm really happy to be here. Can you imagine going back to Ukraine? For now, this is my new home, but I believe, I hope that war will be ended soon in Ukraine. I hope that finally my Ukraine will see peace and and great future. Mm. What about for you, Christina? I mean, you're engaged now, so maybe there's reason for you to stay, but can you imagine going back to Ukraine? Uh, frankly speaking, yes, and... Personally, for me, I would like to back, I would like to help to rebuild our future. But for now, I feel useful here. Useful. Be- yes, because I can help here in Winnipeg and also I can help like in Ukraine. I can donate some money. and Yeah. You two have gone through something very similar. Um, you're living very different lives and you're very different people, but you're, you have a very similar experience. Had you yeah. met each other before today? I I met Christina I believe in July or June when I just came to Winnipeg and Christina helped me to write resume my first resume on the Canadian standard and to apply for different places and actually it was just uh, the start of my way to find a job and uh, I I appreciate for this help. I'm glad Thank that you. you met each other. Um yeah. and I'm really glad to have the chance to talk to you. Thank you both. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you Matt. Olha Kushnerik and Kristina Rudnitz both arrived in Winnipeg in the past year from Ukraine. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.